Hey y'all, it's been a little while since I have last recorded a podcast, and by a little while I mean fucking forever, but I'm just gonna make a little mini one tonight around triggers and the divine perfection of everything that they can show us in partnership and in friendship and in relationships. I really want to inspire a new dynamic, a new approach to triggers that invites us to to really get curious about the perfection of what it's showing us. I think without this curiosity, what can tend to happen is we kind of stay surface level in our relationships where we base who we keep in our lives and how deeply we let them see us by whether or not they trigger something inside of us that might be unconsciously hoarding a whole bunch of our energy. And when we do this, it's kind of like creating boundaries around baggage we don't want to deal with, right? And what that ends up doing is protecting the baggage in, instead of, of like putting attention on it, diffusing it, expressing it, airing that shit out, right? And even though boundaries are really important, we have to do things in our lives like <laughs> take a shower and eat and enjoy ourselves and work and all the good stuff. Um, it's really important to take a look at whether your boundaries are there in order to generate and cultivate energy and depth and connection or whether or not they're actually there to protect you from having to look at and deal with and feel things in your life that might have happened in the past. So this is this particular podcast is being inspired by the fact that three different clients came all in one day and were having the same exact issue. So whenever that happens, I, I feel like it's a calling card to share a little bit of, of the medicine that comes through um, in that moment. So let's say, for example, you are with your partner and they do something that triggers an immense emotional response. And maybe you notice that that response is, it's really big. It's, it's, it's not proportionate to the thing that they did. Or, alternatively, they notice it's not proportionate. Now, in a standard relationship, even when we notice that our emotion might not be proportional, we may still feel very entitled to expressing that emotion because that other person triggered that emotion in us. Alternatively, if our partner tells us that our emotion feels disproportionate, what typically ends up happening is that we get angry and feel like they are invalidating us. So this is a very superficial way to deal with with some really important gold, right? Because things that don't make sense, things that don't align, let's say they don't align instead of don't make sense because actually even a disproportionate reaction will make sense if you're able to really slow down and unwind the things playing out. So it feels if, if things don't feel aligned, the opportunity there in partnership 
is to really come together and look at, okay, what's here then instead? Is it from our relationship or is it old pain? Is it inherited pain from our family or from society or from something we went through? Whatever it might be, the disconnect always has the opportunity to bring people to a deeper level of connection and intimacy if one or both are willing to break the pattern of surface level attempts to resolve a trigger. All a trigger is doing is really pointing at a space inside of us that has an immense amount of energy in it. If that energy is grief, it needs to be felt. If that energy is anger, it needs to be felt. If whatever that energy is, it will only collect charge until you are able to access it and unleash it. Now, you can access it in other ways. You can access it in one-on-one coaching. You can access it through breath work. You can access it through cathartic movements. You can access it through a bunch of different very physical ways. But most of us wait until it is triggered by a situation to off-gas an immense amount of energy that we either knew was there or did not know was there in the couples that came today the common thread was a couple got one of the couple got triggered came with a fire hose at the other one the other one then fire hosed back in defense because it's a lot of energy to receive someone's trigger And they both ended up creating a whole bunch of energy from two fire hoses of trigger. One person is triggered, sprays it on the other, the other person gets triggered, and then they're both triggered at each other, co-creating a space of really intense energy. There's very little to be done when you're hemorrhaging energy at each other like that, right? And I'm not saying this is easy. This is an imperfect, lifelong practice that can eventually become second nature. But initially, we'll literally take one of the two or both, becoming really conscious of like, hey, this isn't how we want to treat each other. This doesn't feel like we're able to understand like what's happening. Maybe there's more here we're not seeing. Like, what do we need to regulate right now? Do we need to touch? Do we need to, you know, go on a walk? Do we need to some space? Do we need whatever it may be that is needed in order to come back to the moment in an open manner to each other. That is the invitation. That is the practice. Because in a world where we've been taught to not let anything bother us, not be too emotional, not express, not share um, the full real thing, it can be really difficult to suddenly be in an intimate space, maybe living with someone, maybe split wide open, having kids or going through illness or just the daily grind and suddenly having to, you know, bear witness or bear yourself to somebody else who can really feel you and see you. The invitation when these triggers happen is when you're not triggered to sit down and really talk about like, what what is our goal at the end like how do we actually want to feel do we want to let the trigger guide us in reaction or do we want to really decide how we want to feel after a trigger 
the amount of people I've seen be able to translate a traditionally disconnecting, pain-causing trigger into something that is just vulnerable and intimate and powerful. And I mean powerful in the way where it like changes both people's experience and living practice of being in that relationship. It's, it's, it's an art. It really is its very own medicine of really feeling in our bodies what we're capable of as a partnership how much pain we're able to heal that might not even be our own that might be something our parents went through or our grandparents or or the society around us like our individual partnerships provide the opportunity for us to heal the world on a mass scale one by one and the way we do that is by triggering each other to some extent and then choosing how it is that we want to resolve things do we want to just put a band-aid on it hope it doesn't happen again do we want to feel existentially met and seen and have a closer spiritual experience that on paper would sound like a disconnect and a fight, but in practice feels like this monumentally opening and healing experience with your partner? I mean, I think most of us would choose the latter over just the experience of feeling righteous and right or being made to feel like you're wrong or making your partner feel like they're wrong. I could talk about this for a long time. I think it's really, it's quite a beautiful spot. Um, I am currently in the process of writing a few bigger articles. Um, They will be posted on my website, which is maryhugh.com. Most of my writing, though, the up-to-date writing from the past year is on my Instagram, uh, jennifer.jade.maryhugh. If you want to do any type of one-on-one session, you can reach out to me for an exploratory session on my website. Prices are on there and everything. Or I think on Linktree and Instagram. I don't know. Take a look. It's somewhere on there. Uh, Whatever you might be going through, though, feel free to reach out. And I hope this brings some value and some depth to even the most triggering of moments in your life. Good night.